All right, what's going on, Stalemates? Welcome to another episode. This is Stalemates Tyler here starting this off. Before we begin, we, of course, have to tell you about our sponsors who help and support us on this show. So first, we want to tell you about Barbarian Apparel. They are a cutting-edge sports apparel company. They provide high-quality, affordable team gear and activewear that is unrivaled amongst the competition. Anything you need, they can get it done, whether that be graphics, color, logos, and fabric selections. Barbarian Apparel is committed to creating exceptional products and providing excellent service, so be sure to check them out. That's Barbarian Apparel at barbarianapparel.com. Next, we have Matman. With Matman, exceed everywhere, every time. Made in the USA, they are manufacturing combat sports apparel and equipment, and they've been doing that since 1969. So find them at matmanedge.com. Lastly, I want to tell you about Iron Sharpens Iron Team Camp. They are unlike any camp you have ever experienced before. Bringing in the best technicians in the world, wrestlers will stretch themselves from tough to tougher while still having a blast. As the biggest K-12 wrestling camp in the country, ISI offers students the opportunity to be equally matched with other wrestlers from all over, offering the best opportunity for growth. So check them out. That's Iron Sharpens Iron Team Camp. We guarantee you and your team will be counting down the days until your next Iron Sharpens Iron Camp visit. So without any further ado, let's get into this episode. Thank you. We're back, stalemates. Uh, we're back in the new studio. Just so we're clear, I know there's probably going to be a lot of people probably roasting the new set. You guys know if you follow us on Twitter that we got a new studio, and we are downtown Des Moines now. We are in my basement, uh, graduated to this spot. But this is not how we – this is not the final form of the studio we were going back and forth today. Matter of fact, I even tweeted earlier today that I was going to record in the old studio, probably at least one more time or something like that. But uh, we started setting things up. I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's just let's just give it a go. So we went, got the cameras and the mics and everything, brought them down here. But this is not how we want it to look. We moved in here to elevate our game. Uh, the show is going to take on a whole nother level. I promise you that whenever we get it all finished and set up. So... Brought Kale with me, brought USA with me. I'm wearing this Minnesota shirt because I lost the bet at the NCAA wrestling tournament. I was gambling with a fellow, a nice Minnesota man in the suite, and I owed him some money, and I didn't have a $20 bill on me. So I said, you know what, uh, or we agree, agreed to, that I would buy a shirt, a Minnesota shirt, and wear it on the show. So go Gophers, um, and shout out to Nick. But uh, Tyler, what's going on? You, uh, we, you, you and I both went down to our hometown and and uh, hung out for Easter with the family. You watched the Olympic trials, right? Yep, I did. Did you get your family to watch it? Yeah, uh-huh. actually, I started setting up on my computer, and then my mom said, "Here, let me get this," and she set it up on the TV for me. Nice. So yeah, they were all in. Nice. She like uh, the women's freestyle and the men's freestyle and everything. Mm-hmm. Were they able to kind of follow along with it? Yeah. With, it feels like with freestyle, you kind of have to do a little bit more explaining, especially when your parents are used to just watching you do folk style through high school. But they knew like all the good storylines already and stuff like that for the individuals to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have a lot to get off my chest now that you bring up storylines because I kind of feel like it's our job here. Uh, at Stalemates, when I started doing this or when we started doing this, I said I want to really highlight people that are not 
being covered by a flow or a track or intermat, whoever, open mat. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I wanted to cover people that might not be covered by some of these more mainstream, these bigger entities that we are. That's why we go to a Campbell. That's why we go to a Little Rock. That's why we go to a Northern Colorado. Uh, and not that those are small programs or anything. They're division one programs and, and they're, you know, the credit where credit's due. They're, they're, uh, they're great programs. But we want to cover places that some of these bigger places might not go nearly as often or nearly as much, or they only might cover them at, you know, the big conference tournament or the NCAAs or something like that. But I realized while watching this that we are doing probably not as good of a job as we could be with covering some of these other uh, storylines. A lot of people kept saying storylines over the weekend, uh, but storylines. And we'll go over that later on in the show. We're going to talk about the Peacock Network experience. We're going to talk about John Smith, uh, the mixed styles at once, Jane Cox, Coxgate, whatever you want to call it, Jordan Burroughs and Dake, and then uh, some of the other stuff that goes on throughout the weekend. But without further ado, drop the intro, baby. So Peacock, everybody was talking about Peacock, uh, the Peacock Network, um, NBC Sports. It was really confusing for anybody watching it, not just wrestling fans, but if you're any sort of sports fan or anything like that. Were you guys able to, to handle it, Tyler? Yeah, but there's a lot of hurdles to get through. And then also explaining that to people who don't pay attention to wrestling, it just wasn't very user friendly. Yeah, and there's a couple ways that you can look at it. There is one, it's not user-friendly at all, which sucks, right? So most wrestling fans, and somebody tweeted this at us, like, you know, I'm a diehard wrestling fan, and even I had trouble with it, whatever, right? That part did suck. You know, you had mo most mats were on Peacock, but then one mat was on NBC Sports, and then the next round, they're all on NBC Sports. Uh, one's on cable TV and, and, and the other ones aren't, well, we don't have a mat one, uh, mat four there, you know, was going on. There's not as many matches. It was really confusing to the normal person, but I think the bigger picture in all of this is, uh, that wrestling being on TV at any time is always great. You know, we can say that with people cutting the cords nowadays and everybody going to digital and this and that, that people don't watch TV anymore, but that's just not really true. A lot of the metrics, are still really good for TV. Uh, obviously, the internet rivals that now. A lot of digital platforms rival that now. That's why people are just putting out content for free on YouTube uh, or other places such and such. But anytime that you can get wrestling on an actual cable network television thing, that is what actually helps wrestling reach out to people who wouldn't have had a flow subscription or wouldn't have had a track wrestling subscription or wouldn't have had a, even a Peacock subscription. Right. Um, so that part I really liked. I liked the fact that there could have been some little girl at home or some little boy at home that was watching TV, just flipping through and came across wrestling and, and, you know, they hopefully it reached a couple kids or one or two or, or anybody, any adult, or maybe a high school kid, whatever it is. Right. 
uh, maybe somebody came across that and said, you know what, I'm going to give this a go, or I just want to be a fan of this. That was awesome. Or maybe somebody was sitting at a bar, a sports bar, and they happened to leave NBC Sports on because I think before one of the sessions was uh, horse racing. So maybe maybe some restaurant or bar or whatever or gambling sports book had horse racing on, they didn't change the channel, and then somebody watched wrestling. And to me, that is worth all the frustration that was flipping between different apps or flipping between different internet stuff, you know? And I think sometimes in wrestling, us wrestling fans kind of forget the bigger picture with things. And was it the smoothest cable thing too? I don't know if it was or not, just because, you know, we were missing some of the big, if you, if you took the, if you took the idea that you were only going to watch the cable Matt, which was Matt two, you would have missed a lot of really good matches on Matt three, Matt four, even Matt one. Uh, so was it the best? No. But at the end of the day, I think the bigger picture, anytime that we can get wrestling on cable television, it's a plus, whether that's ESPN, uh, NBC sports or whatever, I love it. And plus, a lot of these people that were complaining about it are the same people complaining about Flow Wrestling every day. And a lot of these people are the same people that are complaining when Flowbot tracked that there's, you know, less competition now. So I complained maybe here and there just because it, it, it was an awful way to present wrestling. But we got to remember, we got to keep in mind the bigger picture, which is more eyes on the sport, more people get interested in the sport, and hopefully... Hopefully there's somebody out there who after watching that said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and tune into the next event or I'm going to give this board a go or whatever. Uh, we also wouldn't have got John Smith commentating. If this was on flow or if this was on ESPN, we might not have got John Smith commentating. And I don't know if you guys watch football or anything like that, but Tony Romo, in my opinion, is like one of the best sports commentators because he has a very high IQ for the sport of football and John Smith obviously has a very high IQ for the sport of wrestling and very passionate about it. And then also the Southern accent too, and everything makes it a little bit more pleasing, but we might not have got John Smith commentating if this was on another streaming platform. A lot of people were saying ESPN. And I do think that ESPN probably does the best job of, of just giving us what we want. You know, the, the multi-mat screens, uh, just a clean interface, all-in-one app, ESPN Plus. It's, it's pretty cheap, too. And and Peacock's pretty cheap, too. And we got a freaking free trial, okay? We got a free trial. A lot of people canceled them today. Uh, it was like $4.99, so we can't really complain about Flow Wrestling charging a bunch and being $150 a year and there's no competition and then complain when it's for free for seven days and there is competition. That is more competition in the field, so... I was kind of getting annoyed a little bit. We sent out a couple tweets kind of joking and stuff, but when you when you sit back and you look at it a little bit, you got to think we want these kind of people to like wrestling and uh, hopefully hopefully this doesn't scare off more competition or or hopefully Peacock says, "You know what? Maybe we got to maybe maybe we do have to fix how we presented it a little bit. Maybe they could have had more input from wrestling fans on uh, how they wanted things to be presented or how they should be presented. So that's my Peacock rant. The last thing also with that is the mixed styles at once. I personally, um, I was, I went back and forth on this a little bit. The first thing was 
it, it would be very confusing for an outside casual sports fan to watch just because you're watching it. And if you think you know the rules, then all of a sudden a Greco match comes in, then you're like, okay, well, th this makes no sense, right? Literally, to, to a common sports fan, it would make zero sense. But then I started thinking towards the end when it was all over, there are so many matches that I probably wouldn't have watched had Greco been on a different weekend or a different day, or if a women's freestyle was on a different weekend or a different day, because I'll be the first to admit that I don't watch a lot of freestyle. I don't watch a lot of women's freestyle. I don't watch a lot of Greco. Okay. I watch mainly college wrestling. That's pretty much it. Shout out to KO, Iowa State, Minnesota Gophers, whoever, right? I mainly watch folk style. Now the past year or so, especially with COVID, a lot of these cards, RTC cards, I started getting more into freestyle. And obviously with stalemates, I'm paying attention 10 times more than I ever have. So I'm getting more into freestyle and I'm really starting to like it. But with Greco, I'm not going to act like I know what's going on. With, with women's freestyle, I'm not going to act like I know what's going on. And even men's freestyle, I'm not going to act like I'm the guy that you should go to when it comes to expertise in wrestling. And, and you know, I'm not, I've never claimed to be a technical guru or anything. I like to kind of cover uh, the, the storylines or the, the different names we like to talk about the, as Charles Barkley says, the Jims and Joes and not the X's and O's. But I do like that they showed it all three at once. I kind of do because I got to watch a Kennedy Blades. I got to watch a Kylie Welker. I got to watch a Giangelo Hancock. I got to see these people that I probably wouldn't have tuned into. I'll just be honest. I probably would have never tuned into those had they not all been at once. So on one side, I'm thinking, well, this is really confusing to the common sports fan. But then the other side, it's, it made me watch these people. And now I became a huge fan of some of these people. As a matter of fact, later on in the show, I'm going to talk about some of the people that I think wrestling needs to huddle around. Some of the people that we really need to push and support because I think their potential for, for being a superstar is, is huge. So I kind of liked it. And, and if you think about it, my first point of this could really confuse a common sports fan we already lost a common sports fan when they couldn't even sign in to watch this thing because there were so many different subscriptions and stuff going on. So I kind of like it. Should maybe Greco been a different night? I don't know. Maybe they could have mixed in men's and women's. Like the UFC, they mix in men's and women's in, in one night. There is really no reason why they should be on opposite nights. I know bigger tournaments when there's more wrestlers and stuff involved, they might not logistically be able to do that. But I kind of I kind of liked it, and and I've been to some MMA stuff where they do, you know, UFC fight or MMA fights, and then they mix in like a a kickboxing, and they might mix in like a boxing only in an octagon or something like that, and so it does force you to watch some of these people. But I kind of liked it, especially with it being on TV, and you can reach so many more people with that. Did you were you thinking the same thing, or mm. what were you thinking? Yeah, no, I agree. Um... Yeah, you got to learn about new people you didn't know or people you just don't get to see it often, like Ellis Coleman. That's a name I've always known, Flying but squirrel. never got to tune in. Exactly. And really the only thing that was that was kind of difficult was just I didn't know when it was going to end, especially the finals when it was best at three, and then it mixes the weight classes and styles. I'm like, I, is that it? I yeah. Don't, I yeah. don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't have that on my notes, but the, the random matches and stuff – to me made little to no sense mm -hmm. because I was confused myself and I was following along. I think Jason Bryant tweeted out the match order. So I kind of, I knew when things were coming up, 
but it was it was like it was something in your brain that just doesn't you don't like it because we've always forever for the end of time and i know sometimes in dual meets we don't do it you know they'll start at 49 instead of 25 yeah, right but it's always in order but it's always in order so i thought maybe they sh- if they wanted to mix it up for drama and stuff like that they could have mixed it up started a different way but kept it in order not randomly picked yeah which i mean after a while you just dealt with it and it was okay but still it Threw you, threw you off at first. Yeah, and I saw that Taylor Miller, uh, USA Wrestling's person, media person, uh, said something like they didn't want to, if there was a match three for like Dake and Burroughs, right? If if Dake and Burroughs match two was at the end, there could be like an awkward dead period for like 30 minutes because they have to have mm-hmm. rest time. So th- it does make sense a little bit, but I think the randomness of the order was kind of threw me off. Yeah, and and might have th- thrown off other people, uh, so I don't know. I, I, I'm trying not to complain too much. There were there was there there are valid complaints, but I think if you if you step back and look at the bigger picture, I think at the end of the day it was all it was all worth it. And to me, it made me like Greco more. It made me like women's freestyle more, and and men's freestyle, all of it. Hundred mm, percent. All right, moving on to Jaden Coxgate, Jaden Cox. Missed weigh-ins or missed weight? That seems to be the debate. Uh, there's been some stories putting around. I haven't read the internet article yet that Willie put out. Shout out to Willie. Uh, but I've done a little bit of research and I've done, done a little bit of get Googling, if I can speak right, Googling. And what happened was there was there were some rumblings going around whether or not Jane Cox was wrestling or not because he wasn't in the brackets when they released it. They finally release it. Uh, or they they finally released a press release saying like he wasn't he was he was gonna miss it because essentially he weighed in too late and people are like well he when he did weigh in like they would think it was like 15 minutes after cutoffs he he was underweight right and so people mm-hmm. are like well he didn't miss weight he just missed weigh in time but my problem is we don't know what he weighed whatever the whatever the cutoff time is just say like a minute before the cutoff time right if he weighed in we we don't know what he weighed at that point. So I think there's a common misconception that he was there and just underweight and just didn't go to weigh-ins in time. It's like, oh, crap, I missed it. I'm, I'm underweight. We don't know that's the case or not. Yeah. Uh, he does have, I think, his argument, right? He does have a little bit of argument that his coach, Kevin Jackson, I believe, mm-hmm. he, he said his coach. He didn't say Kevin Jackson, but if you put two and two together and then what KJ has came out and said, uh, told him the wrong time. Now, his argument is KJ is a USAW, USA Wrestling employee, which he is, and he told him the wrong time. Now, there's other reports being put out that he had an email that he supposedly opened, and so there was more than one way, not just one funnel that is Kevin Jackson, for Jaden to know what time he had to weigh in. Now, I've kind of gone back and forth on this. I, I it's tough because if, if this was anybody other than Jaden because of how nice of a guy Jaden is and how good of a wrestler Jaden is and how accoladed Jaden is, it's really, really hard to go against him and say that he shouldn't be allowed, especially when Jaden has done everything right his entire career. But I just don't know how this happens. I have no idea how this happens. I wrestled in high school at the high school level, okay? I dabbled in JV. I dabbled in varsity, but it didn't matter at what level you show up to weigh-ins extra early, mm-hmm. extra early, right? So you can get down to weight. 
I was always that kid running before. So I know very well. I was always that, that kid, that, that kid who was the, everybody looked at you like you were lazy because you didn't do the right things and get yourself down to weight. But I was always there early so I could get myself down to weight. I don't know if there was a miscommunication that happened. I don't know if Jaden didn't have enough time to get down to weight. But he, I don't know how this happens, especially at the Olympic level. This is at the top of the, of the heap, right? Outside of the Olympics, this is probably the biggest thing possible for, for, for wrestling, right? This is the biggest accolade that you can earn is, is to make the Olympic team. Um, but if I'm going to put the blame on anybody, I think it's got to be on the coaches. And, and it seems like they're trying to take the bullet for him. So, you know, I don't feel so guilty saying that, but Jane's focus is the wrestling and the small little intricacies around the wrestling, like showing up on time and this and that, that's got to be on, that's got to be on the coach. And I don't know how you prove that, that KJ was the one who, who told him that or, or whatever, but I also don't think that Jaden should get a wrestle off because if Jaden goes and gets a special wrestle off, that's assuming he would have beat Colin Moore. Now, would I have predicted mm -hmm. him to beat Colin Moore? Probably. But that's assuming that he would have beat whoever was in the semifinals because it would be different if Jaden was sitting in the finals already, but he wasn't. He was sitting in the semifinals. So he would have had the semifinals match and then the finals match. We don't know what would have happened. So in my opinion, there will not be a, a wrestle off. And this isn't an, this isn't an inside scoop thing. I have no no clue. These people don't they ain't calling stalemates up to tell me what's going on. But there is absolutely no way that he should get a wrestle off. Yeah. And they make it seem like an ongoing thing still, but I just think it'd be far too complicated to figure out. Like like you said, I don't know how they'd go about that. Do they do a whole bracket over again? Like sitting in the finals definitely doesn't seem fair either. So yeah, and I mean, every single other person made it there on time, and mm -hmm. they weighed in on time, and and I don't know what's going to go on now. There is yeah. arguments, there, the argument that they're going with that, you know, KJ is a is a USA employee, and he was told by a USA employee that it you know it was at this time instead of this time. That there is an argument to be made here, but if they do end up doing it, and I'm a Jaden Cox fan outside of my fandom, right? And, and USA Wrestling is probably Jordan Burroughs and then Jaden Cox, but that doesn't mean that he should get this wrestle off. Yeah, you know, this could be one of those instances too, because USA Wrestling is definitely getting a lot of pushback just from the public. It could be one of those instances where there's rule changes too, and. I don't know. I saw a suggestion for Martin Florini, which I thought was kind of the best compromise, but the I don't know anything dollars? about, yeah, just like a fine or something, but still wrestle. Cause a lot of people made the point like weighing in 15 minutes after isn't really an advantage or disadvantage or anything like that. So perhaps just a fine if he actually made the weight. Yeah. I mean, that happens in, in the, in the MMA world. So if a guy doesn't make weight, if he agrees if his opponent agrees or something, they can, they can, he can just get fined or take less money for the fight or something like that. And lose yeah. Money. Um, I don't know about that one either. Just, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Jaden would have paid the fine or somebody would have paid the fine if uh, that happened. But th another thing is like how well Jaden took it. Like he, he signed an autograph and, and put his weight, but he put like 0.9 over, you know, like <laughs> I'm assuming that's maybe what he weighed that morning or something, but just an overall oversight by a little bit of everybody there. Like I, I don't fully put the blame on KJ. Like 
if Jaden was getting the emails too about what time to be there, Jaden should have known what time to be there. Uh, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. It was COVID, so they were like not letting a lot of people back there, I think, like they normally might. So I don't know, but I think going forward, yeah, there might be like a Jaden rule mm -hmm. where they where they try to uh, you know, decide what they're gonna do if if it's a hard cutoff or if certain people who are accoladed highly get certain whatever right. or if somebody does miss weight or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, people on, on Twitter were trying to, like, compare to Russia, like, what would Russia do? I texted my buddy this. I said, when did Russia become the litmus test for morality, right? So, like, when did we start looking for Russia to, to tell us how we should decide our team? You don't do that after the fact. Now, if you want to move on next year or, the, or three years from now, whenever the next Olympics trials is or world trials, whatever it is, if you just want to have it voted on by people who we think is our best team – and so be it. But I like the process that we have. I like this best out of three, show up, make weight, weigh in on time, and you become a world team member, Olympic team member. Yeah, just a tough situation because that happened to be the guy who could have potentially been the actual front runner to be the representative. So it's just like any other case, we would probably say rules are rules. Yeah, if, it was, if that was PD3, if PD3 mm -hmm. was a guy, it would just be like memed. Like yeah. people wouldn't have even done anything and that's not disrespect to pd3 it's just people don't people people would have been just laughing at pd3 mm. pd3 wouldn't have had the same shot you know not at all no, no they wouldn't have gave him that opportunity but i'm not saying who deserves it over who but i just think things sometimes need to be cut and dry you know it needs to be these are the rules if you don't follow these rules sorry just sucks it sucks, and I'm a huge, huge Jaden Cox fan. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a personal connection with him. Uh, my cousin wrestled at Mizzou with him. Um, been following him for the longest time. There couldn't be probably a nicer human being in the world. Even him, he's got – I think there's probably more people upset out there about it than, than he is. Yeah, you yeah. Know? which he did like an interview with USA Wrestling too to kind of explain it, which I feel like would take a lot. Yeah, 100%. All right. Um, Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Dake. There's really not a lot for me to talk about this because, like I said, I'm not an X's and O's guy. Uh, I'm more a storyline guy, but Jordan Burroughs got beat 2-0, to zero and I don't really know how to feel. It was just one thing where you just kind of, like, sit back and you think, dang, this sport is brutal, mm -hmm. you know, because most of the times when we see our icons or our legends in other sports – we kind of see this gradual process of them getting older or them um, not really being the guy anymore. That is not the case here. Jordan Burroughs is still one of the best in the world. Uh, right up there with Kyle Dake, right? Like two close matches, especially if you see what Kyle Dake did to Jason Nolf and whoever else he wrestled in the weekend. Mm. I don't know. I don't remember who else he wrestled, but uh, if you see what he did to those guys... Yeah, and then what, how close Jordan Burroughs had it. It's just like such a brutal sport. You know, mm. we watch all of our other icons and other sports. Just kind of, we can just kind of see it coming, right? We can kind of see it deteriorating. We can kind of see them kind of, you know, not doing as well. This was just kind of overnight. Like, bam, you're not the guy anymore. Yep, end of an era. End of an era. And I think a lot of people were expecting him to take his shoes off, especially when he kind of sat there for a moment. Uh, it's kind of the same way that he sat 
the same exact position and facial expression he had in 2016 at the at the Rio Olympics. Uh, I didn't expect him to take the shoes off. I just thought, you know, he was just kind of soaking in that moment. Um, it just sucks. It sucks yeah. if you're a JB fan. It's got to be someone. There can only be one. And Kyle Digg, I think, took it took it well, you know. Yeah. I haven't heard any post-interviews post with it. Uh, I know they had a lot of pre-match antics and, and back and forth. Oh, man, it's just rough to see. Mm, yeah, yeah. Especially as a huge JB fan. I, I tweeted that I went to uh, Nebraska team camp in 2012, the summer before he won the Olympics, and uh, I, got to, I got to meet him, and it was just like him walking around just confident, like nobody's going to touch me. Nobody did touch him. Then at the, at the actual Olympics, you know, I sprinted across the Iowa State Fairgrounds just so I could find one little TV that had it on. Um, but shout out to Kyle Dake, man. Looked good. All right, the last thing here, I want to talk about some of the people that I think that wrestling should that wrestling should push, okay, including us. Um, let's talk about the women first. Kylie Welker and Kennedy Blades, right? So two 17-year-olds, and they both had the wrestle absolute just legends, right? Um, Mensa Stock and, and Helen Marulis in the finals. On there, yeah, the finals, yeah. And it was just kind of it, it, we were able to see kind of where they're at. Kennedy Blades actually covered if you're if you're paying attention to our pick'em thing. Somebody had her getting beat, or we had her getting beat by I think like nine and a half, and she lost by eight. I think it was like twelve to four in, in that first match. The second match I think it was a little bit closer. But if there's any sense of branding for any wrestling brands out there, I know. Excuse me. I know these girls are 17, so one, they're not even 18, and I think they're in college or doing the college route, so they can't take compensation. But if you have any sense of branding, you're like already putting that seed out there that hey, you should work with our company. You should. You should. A hundred percent. There's no brainer. There's going to be bigger names in the sport than Kennedy Blades and Kylie Walker. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the um, men are already like the, the men's storylines, right? A lot of them are already signed to, to big deals and everybody kind of knows them already, but they should be trying to get early on these two girls. And it's early right now for them. They're still in high school. You know, I'm assuming they're going to go the college route or I don't know. I haven't done my research like I probably should have. But you should be calling their phones, following them, whatever it is. I'm looking at Kennedy Blades has 815 followers and Kylie Wilker has 530. Okay, that's definitely going to change. So you want to be early to them, put it in their brains that you should represent, they should represent your company and you should pay them because it's going to be worth it because women's wrestling is one of the fastest growing sports right now, right? So why not get there early to what could be the potential, um, I'm trying to think of Simone Biles or, or, a, or Serena Williams or, uh, or like any of these young female stars, okay? Get there early. Pay attention to these people. Also, Greco, Giangelo Hancock. Everybody was high on Braxton Amos all weekend, and he did he did really well. Young guy. Uh, everybody's saying he should wrestle AJ Ferrari next year and stuff at 197. But Giangelo Hancock absolutely manhandled Braxton Amos. And shout out to Braxton Amos because I think he just kind of like threw his hat in the ring for Greco and ended up making the finals. But I think when you see that Giangelo Hancock really does this, Okay, he's really about that Greco life. We saw what happened. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened. Um, that's pretty much my rant. Anything else that we missed? Jen Burkett, 
she had yeah. a really good weekend, all things considered, right? Yeah. You know, I think I haven't gone through, luckily I haven't had to go through what she's gone through. But for her to do that in the same week and then the way that she represented, you know, USA and, and women's freestyle and just went out there and, and battled back in that second match, got a third match, obviously ended up losing to Helen Marulis. But, man, it's just – especially, you know, we've gotten to know her just a little bit. We, she was our um, – one of our first interviews we ever did. Mm -hmm. And just watching that, my whole family was in the living room standing up. You know, my mom ended up crying. I'm not a big, not a big crier, but I, you know, if I, I wanted to cry if I could, right? It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. And that, that was one of those matches that I hope that outside wrestling fans was able to witness. Mm -hmm. And yeah. hopefully they knew the context. So, you know, whether they were watching at a buddy's house who's a big wrestling fan or, or they just happened to scroll across it and heard the announcers say it three different times. Yeah, like we had people walking through the living room and then the announcers were definitely letting that storyline be known and they'd just be walking through and they'd hear that and then they'd stop and they would watch the match just to see how it turned out for her. And it just, you know, really breaks your heart. But there's that classic mm. photo, I think Tony Rotundo shot it, of, you know, Jenna breaking down crying and she's like saying, I'm sorry, Mom. And then Helen Marulis is breaking down crying, just happy to make yeah. it an Olympic team. You know, it's just, and then their embrace. It's just yeah. so like this. This whole Olympic trials was such a dose of reality from from the weigh-ins, right? Yeah. From the Jaden Cox thing, throughout the whole thing was just like dose of reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot that was tough to swallow. It's just the way of the sport. Just the way of the sport. Um, I think that's it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, more episodes coming soon. We're going to be hitting the interviews heavy, especially with this kind of off season. Um, so if you guys like it, give it a thumbs up. Drop a comment down below. Hit subscribe. Peace.